This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, good evening, everybody. Well, that was that was different, wasn't it? I mean, let's be honest, at, at quarter past eight, well, actually, about three minutes past eight, I thought this is going to be a very interesting spaces. But, obviously, we have to uh, have to give credit to a comeback. A comeback for me, I'd be interested to know what everybody else feels, but for me, it just felt like the catalyst was one of the two men of the matches. It was Kone getting the ball, and the finish was the quintessential goals change games. And suddenly you saw a team who, before today, had scored 30 goals but conceded 32, suddenly turn from a team who'd scored 32 by that point. And suddenly it was, you, you saw the confidence kind of change and the, and the dynamic and the tilt of the game just go from one way right to the other, which was, which was fascinating to see. And then, obviously, another left-wing cross with an outswinger, this time from Jamal Lewis to, to, to Ryovic, who puts it away. But he still doesn't do that much at all other than that. And I appreciate that is really kind of being, I don't know, picky maybe at this point in time. And then we get to the second go- the, the second half and we see a goal coming in from... And uh, I got in and I quickly looked at the uh, the replay of it and it's definitely a Spriers. It He definitely gets the ball. It goes over the line and it is there. And of course, joy and brilliant. But that first 15 minutes, he still, was still kind of, oh my goodness, what on earth is going on? But it turned it around. Was it character? Was it that catalyst? What was it for you? Who was the man of the match for you? I say one of two because I agree with the guys who said on the man of the match being, uh, being Livermore. I thought he was absolutely you know, outstanding. I think everybody was, bar that 15 minutes was interesting. Even Portois, who has had his wobbly moments, at least he was surefire defending today so so there we go right guys anybody who wants to uh, to come on and say any point about anything as ever this is your place to come on and do it we're going to come to Wendover then we're going to go to Allen we've got the big Lebowski there as well and then we're going to be going over to Rob Sterry over in the US so guys do hang on if you would for me 
But in the meantime, we'll first of all start off with we're going to Wendover Horn before he makes his merry way back to Wendover. Greg, sir. Hello, mate. Hello. I'm hoping that we don't have any gremlins like we had on Saturday night because that was awful. That was really difficult. Now, my apologies to everybody there, but you triumphantly saw us through along with along with Justin. What did you make it today then? Fabulous, mate. Who was it that said funny old game is football? Jimmy Greaves, wasn't it? Yes, it and was. It is a, and it is a funny old game, isn't it? For 20 minutes, what that was as bad as we've played in over all the bad performances. It was bad. And then, actually, when we scored the goal, we were still playing bad. But we scored the goal, yep. and then you could see the confidence just... It's a game of confidence, isn't it? Absolutely. You, Absolutely. You could see the confidence getting... To, and, yeah, Pete, I totally agree with you. I'm not going to say one negative thing tonight, because... We've had that done to us. I went to Coventry when we were 2-0 up and lost 3-2. So, uh, wonderful. That's why we go to football. For nights like tonight, that's why we do it. Because my words, was that brilliant or was that brilliant comeback? Was it not? Yeah, absolutely. I thought, and and genuinely, it it felt like a flick of the switch with, with, with Norwich confidence draining out of them. Us suddenly going, oh, actually, we, we remember we can plaster one another. There oh, was, yeah. There, there was a moment, and I can't remember if it was 2-0 down or 1-0 down, but Edda Kayembe got the ball, and under no pressure, he passed the ball 15 yards wide of his man and straight out of play, and we were all like, oh, for goodness Yeah, sake. yeah, yeah. And, well, I remember that exact moment, Pete, yeah? yeah? And I shouted at the back of the rail stand, GT stand now, this is fucking embarrassing. And then, not long after that, we was, as I say, we weren't playing well when we got the goal. But then the confidence gets into them and different team, what, completely. I know you pick up on little things in games, Pete. Did you notice Livermore put one fair challenge in, but was the heftiest challenge <laughs> that I've seen from a Watford player in donkey's years? It was a full blooded and he won the ball fairly. But, you know, who that midfielder of uh, Norwich would, would have felt that. My word was that a, that was a performance and a half. Well, there was there was one moment, and and obviously we'll get on to, to hear, kind of hopefully hear about the, the Norwich side of things of, as well, because obviously they won't be happy. But anybody who's anybody who knows championship football knows that Ashley Barnes is a master of the dark arts. And, Master and, of shithouse, and, absolutely, yeah. and there was a moment where he literally bounced off Livermore. Yeah, and I know it was minus two, but I had a nice, warm feeling about that. I mean, yeah, he he did incredibly well. There were some lovely moments where he's kind of getting to the ball, and he kind of stepped over, and uh, yeah. and, and really kind of came away with the ball. And uh, no, it was it was lovely to see. What we need to do is, and I think. Any, anybody in terms of looking at balance, we need to look at that and go, right, there's 75 minutes of pretty reasonable performance all the way through. I mean, yeah, it's going to yeah. be patchy. It's always going to be. But the question is then elongating that further from 75 to 80, 85 to 90 all the time. And that's really what you should be doing in pre-season is kind of getting that there. Because obviously Leicester were going to be, we talked after Leicester, or at least I tried to, it was a difficult game against difficult opponents. When were they that good? Uh, doesn't really matter. They had enough in the tank today. Yeah, we played. We played against a team who clearly were low down. We just need to take this forward and use that confidence and build on it. 
100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. And it was great. 2 0 down, win 3 2. We've had it done to us, and now we've done it to somebody. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And as I say, they were 1 to 11, and the subs, fantastic. Fan- so, Rayovich, yeah, he doesn't do a lot outside the box. And he actually, outside the box. Do you remember when we all used to go to school? And, well, everybody went to school, did they not? And we did Pixies, yeah? And you had two captains and you picked a team each. Pixies? And the Does lo- anybody... Uh, Hold on. Uh, we had Bunny Rabbit, right? Yeah, that's where, yeah. You, that's where you go kind of feet towards each other to pick captains. Yeah, yeah. I want to know everybody's... How? What did you call it? He called it Pixies, but then again, it's Wendover. Of course he was going to call yeah. it Pixies. We called yeah. it Bunny Rabbit. I want to know what everyone else had. Right. Well, you've got, cap- you got two captains yep. and you pick two teams, yeah? Yep. The last to be picked is always the crappiest player, and you could tell him if you were just watching it, walking by the the field, you could tell that he was the last boy to be picked. <laughs> outside, outside of the box, that's what Rayovich looks like, yeah, because he just can't play football, can he? Uh, but you put him in the box, bang, he scores goals, and you cannot knock his records. And at one point three million pounds. Yeah, if that's what you get for £1.3 million, I say that's value. Yeah, I'm well happy tonight. Well, well, well happy. And uh, going to be driving home very happy. Yeah. Good and stuff. I'm off, to, I'm off to Hull, so uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a little report after the whole game. If you look where we are on the table, if we beat Hull, we're right in there. We're right in the mix if we beat Hull. Well, I... I know it's going to sound old-fashioned, but let's take every game as it comes. Yeah, I know, yeah take as it, but, as it comes, but they can't go into Hull any more confident than that, you know? Well, well, yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, we talked to Norwich, and they gave us kind of, we're putting the kind of stats that the fans are basically, we asked the fans and say, how good are you from a physical point of view, tactically, how technical, how, how counter-attacking, how pacey are you, etc. And yeah. we just put it together, and Norwich saw themselves as being very kind of good on the break, but not that great in possession, whereas Hull are seeing themselves better in possession and really quick and very de- pretty devastating on the, on the counter-attack as well. So it'll be interesting to see how we set up. But, of course, we're at home. We can then see how, how we go. But, hey, Jake Livermore's performance today, we all questioned when he got taken off on Saturday. And uh, I think you said... He was probably was doing why. it with a review to you know, with a view yeah, to tonight. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he got it right. Who knows? Three points out of out of six is good for the week. Let's see where we get on. You know to what hold. I'm doing. You know what I'm doing with Jake Livermore for the rest of the week. Wrapping I'm him in cotton wool, I imagine. I'm wrapping him in cotton wool. I'm letting him come in. I'm letting him just do gentle cycling on the exercise bike. If he wants to have a little cup of tea with him as he's doing it, as all the other lads are putting in the strenuous work, let him. Because that's how you manage a Red Paul McGrath's book, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's how, he, that's how GT managed Paul McGrath at the back end of his career. For anybody who doesn't know, Paul McGrath played for Man United and Aston Villa. And famously yeah, yeah. at Aston Villa... GT, who he credits with elongating his yeah. his, his career, he would literally come in and play, and through the week they would simply manage his knees or indeed lack of them. Yeah, yeah, just great sit, player as well. Sit, sit him on, sit him on a, sit him on an exercise bike. Just do something gentle, wrap him in cotton wool, and uh, plug him in 
on Saturday afternoon. Very good. This is what we need to yeah. do. Jake Livermore, if you are listening, one, I'm surprised. Secondly, get yourself round to yeah, round man. to Wendover's <laughs> house. He'll be looking after you and Mrs. Wendover will be making pots of tea. Excellent stuff. Excellent. 100%. Right, so have a safe See, journey. Have a safe journey to Hull, sir, and we will catch yeah. you we will catch you there after. Let's get across to Alan. Alan, sir, how are we doing? Hi, Pete. You're right. I'm all right. Have you recovered from the long journey that it took to get back from the King Power Stadium to your house, not far away? <laughs> yeah, just about. But I couldn't be bothered to travel tonight because it's it's just too much aggro yep. with the M1 and and having to be up early for work. So I watched it at home tonight. It was quite funny actually. After about 20 minutes when we're 2-0 down, I got a text from my next-door neighbour who's a Leicester fan saying he could hear me swearing through the walls. <laughs> uh, he didn't just choose to swear back through the walls. He decides to text you at that point. They text me and he said, I can hear, he said, I can hear you swearing. But a few things to un- unpick from tonight's Fire game, away. actually. First of all, um, the, uh, they said in commentary on Sky, and I'm not sure which game it was, but that's the first time we've come back to win from two goals down in seven years, I thought, six years, something like that. Can't remember who the opposition would have been, but that's uh, that's a positive. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking it, uh, maybe Stoke in the championship at home? Not sure. I don't know. But anyway, so the, uh, for, from that point, uh, no, sorry, it'll be West Ham, won't it? West yes. Ham away when we were 2-0 down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. But more in, more impressively, when you look at it from the point of view that Coventry had been on a sorry Norwich had been on a terrible run of form and had won two in a row. Yeah, and we've just lost for the first time in six games away at Leicester, and um, the we go two 0 down, and you, you think, well, okay this could get fairly ugly tonight. Mm-hmm. But, but what we've actually seen is some courage and some determination from the, the team, which is, in many respects, it's almost as if actually it's done us the world of good going 2-0 down tonight because it's shown to these players that they can overcome the challenges that are put in front of them, like, having a stinker of the first 20 minutes like you said I think it was one of the worst 20 minutes we've had yeah. in a long time but the but suddenly to to have a moment of inspiration from Kona and that was a great strike I think on Sky which you probably didn't hear because obviously you were at the game did they it were, take they a were deflection? Little, well, it did, no it, it didn't take a deflection but it was a great strike and they were critical of the Norwich goalkeeper yeah. I think he was beaten by the pace of the ball it was a fiercely struck shot that. So I think they were a little bit disingenuous towards Kone for for his effort to get the to get that goal. But it suddenly it was like a switch was flicked. And I think what I've taken from that tonight is that by and large I think is about our, our best lineup. Certainly in midfield, I think that's our best balance. I really like that 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 threesome of Livermore, Kayembe and Kone. Mm. I think we had the legs tonight that we didn't have on Saturday by not having Kone in, in the team yeah, and, uh, 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 and loser instead. And then we were dynamic out wide. I, I thought that Spree had a good game, obviously got a great goal. And the enterprise from Semmer on the left, Ryevich is a conundrum. It's kind of, I do not know what to make of him. Because he frustrates the living daylights out of you because he touches the ball about four times every 20 games. 
and and scores three goals from those four touches. It's like I I just do not know what to make of him. Away from home, I think we're better off starting with Bio because of his mobility. I said that on Saturday. Yeah. At home, where we're expected to have more of the possession and create more chances, I think he's better suited for playing at home. And obviously Mm -hmm. that's shown tonight by virtue of the fact that he got a goal. But I think in reality, a lot of plaudits tonight for Kone for his enterprise and he's really starting to look the part. But when you think in the summer that Livermore couldn't get a club yeah. And and we had him on trial for a couple of games, if I've got this right, in pre-season, while they assessed him and worked out whether uh, it, 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 they could do something with him. Then we give him a contract and Twitter virtually explodes that we've signed a 34-year-old midfielder. And yet here we are at the end of November praising his his contribution to the side in recent weeks. And yet again tonight, and not for the first time in recent games, he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And like you I think it was you said it, or Greg said it, one of you said it anyway, he, he put that shithouse Barnes in his yes. place. Yes, absolutely. And, and, we, and those of us that have been going to games for many a year when that arse wipe was at, at Burnley and watched him shithouse his way through a game and get points at Vicarage Road, to see him put in his place tonight by Livermore was a joy to behold. It re- it really was. Well but, said. Well said. Yeah, and, you and, know, and also, of course, we could also were able to dislike Ashley Barnes at Brighton as well. Just because we're an equal opportunities disliker of Ashley Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We weren't yeah. club exclusive. And, we still like him anyway. Uh, uh, not so much equal opportunities, just consistent. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Yeah, I I feel greatly encouraged. I think we're benefiting from the fact that I think a lot has been made at the start of the season in terms of overplaying a lot of sideways passes, not taking shots on goal, looking disjointed. But it really does need to be remembered just how much turnover in that playing personnel there was and how disruptive that summer transfer window actually was in reality. And and it's only now that we're starting to see things settle down. And probably in fairness, it's only now that Val's starting to realise potentially what his best 11 is. And it's no surprise that off the back of that, that we're starting to gain some results. We're starting to make progress. And tonight, we're literally, they said it on Sky, they said we were literally shooting from any, anywhere. And a few weeks ago, we weren't shooting at all. What was it? What was especially nice was, and I can't remember who took the shot, but there was a shot with about, ooh, I don't know, about 20 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go before we obviously got what, what ended up becoming the winning goal. And the old coaching adage is if somebody takes a shot forward, follow in if it bounces off. And they nobody did. And I was like kind of doing that normal kind of harumphing noise that you make in the stands when somebody hasn't done something. You can't make them do it by was remote that, control. Was that the looping cross from uh, Ron Andrews? Was, yes, is that and, and he, he spilt to, it, yeah. and nobody followed in. But look what happens when you do shoot. Who got that shot? And fair play to him for hitting it. And who did follow in? It was a spreer. He was onside. He followed in at an angle. Obviously, a beautiful kind of going around the keeper and actually finishing it first of all. But it, the more we shoot, the more people will follow in. The more goals will go in. I mean, it's 
It, it's a positive. It's a good night well, to be a Watford fan. Uh, which... I think that uh, talking about that winning goal, actually, I think you, you make a good point about the the being there to to seize on a rebound. But actually, it was the composure for me that really stood out there. Nice players <clears throat> blasting the ball from that sort of position, but he didn't. He basically put the keeper on his bum, went round him, uh, and and put it in the empty net. And he's only what nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And if that, and he's also I, I've noticed tonight watching the game on TV, he's starting to fill out a bit as well. I just think it's taken us a long time to see in two years or more injuries included to to see though Kimbe show what he's able to offer. And I think with Kone, yeah. it's taken a year or so for them to settle into Watford and now we're starting to, to see the progress. It's really encouraging. It, under no illusion that we're not going to have some spaces in the coming weeks where we're all going to be effing and blinding because it's been tr- tr- such a crap performance. But on balance, I think there's a lot to, to take from tonight to to be positive for the future. Good stuff. Alan, excellent as always. Thank you, sir. I agree. I think it's something to build on. It's something to take. And it's also what 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 you try to be here is as balanced as possible because some games you're going to go up against the Leicester and it ain't going to work for us. We know that. We're Watford fans. We are not. As my son always asks, why aren't you a Man City fan, Dad? I'd have a much easier life. But hey, then a 3-2 comeback just becomes the norm, doesn't it? Let's go to the Big Lebowski. We've got loads of people waiting, guys. I am coming to Rob straight after this. We've then got, oh, crikey, we've got Chris, we've got Terry, we've got Danny, we've got Neil, we've got Dylan. So we will be coming through to you guys as soon as we can. But let's go to Blue Cheese Brett, the Big Lebowski. How you doing, mate? Buzzing on a Tuesday night. Oh my we God! Are buzz- there you go. <laughs> Bring it back. I, it was. Was it the last Tuesday oh. match that you started? That I think you yeah, did. Maybe. Yes. Well, uh, we actually won. It was Swansea, wasn't it? Oh, there you go. Anyway, mate, how are you? You good? <sighs> Very confused, Pete. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's got all the drama, isn't it? it? Including I want to turn this off. It's shit. To like El Clasico for a few minutes. It's just mad. It's like ups and downs. Well, I mean, if I think we have run one space, and I I refuse to do it because Justin always says at half time, if we're getting gubbed, do you remember? Do you remember the Wolves away when we were three nil down in the Premiership with with Uncle Ron, Roy Hodgson, I should say, Uncle Roy Hodgson. Um, there was a mixed metaphor, yes. if ever there was one. Yes, and, uh, that was and, horrible. And, it was and, midweek. Well, yeah, and Justin went on and, and did a, a spaces at half-time. And, of course, we still got got, got gubbed. But yes. that's why we don't do spaces at half-time, because something can happen. But, uh, obviously, it was two all at half-time. But it's, it's a comeback. That, we, it's not the semi-final, is it, But uh, Wolves? But, you know, that sort of... The, the difference between that 3-2 and the semi-final 3-2, obviously, given Wembley or whatever, but the, the quality... I think that I'm still finding myself impatient at how shit we are, given from whence we've come, even being in the championship with the likes of Zhao and Saar, the difference. Yeah, but that's the natural order of things. You're not going to have, I mean, and I was talking to people, oh, crikey, only the other week when I was saying, well, look, last week, we, last season, sorry, we had Keaton and Davis, who on paper, you know, a good player. You had Yao, you had Ismail Asai, you had Loser. I mean, Loser, we looked a much better side today without Loser than we did with him in on Saturday. Yeah. Different opposition, I absolutely yeah. grant you. But 
you know, you look at some of the, 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 the players that we had last season, and if you go back a couple of seasons further back and you're talking about Takure and Kapu and Dini, and, of course you're going to be looking at this lot. Uh, so, who, with due respect, are lesser lights. But the one thing we have to hope for, and people can argue for or against, and that's absolutely perfectly fine to do, that we... we could become more than the sum of those individual parts. So even though they're lesser players, could they be more collectively than we have had good individuals who never really became anything as a team for at least four years, I would have said. Um, you know. the, the, the analogy I'm thinking of, Pete, right? Go on, mate. All this, oh, we like an analogy. Everybody lean in. Brett's going to give us an analogy. Go on. Actually, it's going back to like dating and women for some oh, reason. I'm just thinking about the idea that you're with someone and you're, you're having the best times, you've got the best five years of your life, and then you just get shat on and dumped. And then it takes you two years to get over that. It feels like I've been in that two years and now I'm dating again. And it's like, do I think he's an absolute tosser? I don't know. But it's that 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 sort of okay. Th- there's some trust building here. Let's say there's the beginnings. Like we've had a few nice dates, and uh, let's see what happens. Vibes. Am, am I the only person who's now starting to suspect that the big cheese Lebowski could actually be Swiss Tony from the Fast Show? It's like every single time we come to an analogy. It's like supporting Watford is very much like making love to a beautiful woman. You've got to get round the back and make sure there's penetration. I mean, no, you, you bring it back there every time. I mean, I mean, basically, I hope we're building something, but it is it's fragile, isn't it? We've been through the we've been through a lot of grief. And I think it's just like that was remarkable, but it was really painful and really hard work. Fragile is a beautiful word for what it is, because we which one are we are we that one for 15 minutes and then the rest for yeah. 75 or are we like saturday whereby you, you there, was there a golf in technical class you could argue that there was you could argue that somebody like Dewsbury hall was running the place you could also yeah. take a look at it and go we were holding them off for long periods and then we took livermore man of the match off man of the match tonight and then we kind of conceded who knows but anyway it is what it Let's is. Let's just we'll say the best thing about this season is that I've felt the I've been extremely positive and extremely negative, and that means I've felt the drama. Whereas the seasons previous, recently, I've just thought this is this is ruining my life. You just felt numb. I, I agree. I haven't felt like that at all. So the ups and downs. Let's carry on. If we can push the playoffs, fine. But also. Maybe get used to another year in the championship and then smashing it. Who? Yeah. Yeah, well, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Brett, fantastic stuff right. as ever. Lovely, Pete. Cheers, mate. Take care. I, I promise everybody no more Swiss Tony analogies. I can only go in one direction with that. And let's face it, it's not upwards. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get to Rob over in the US. Rob, sir, are you, are you back from the Turks and Caicos Islands? Did you manage to survive such such difficulty and torment on your week off? Did indeed, sir, yes. Well back done. In, back in the office this week. A uh, triumph. Well done, sir. Work now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it with your first comment. Goals change games. Like, how bad were we for... I think I heard first 15, first 20. I think it was the first 32 minutes or wherever that time the goal went in. We were terrible. Couldn't yeah. string a pass together. Couldn't beat the first man with a free kick or a cross. Couldn't defend. And then, you know, Kone scores that goal and everything changes. Yeah. It was literally, I think it was Alan called it flick of the switch. And you just saw, you did see them kind of crumble back a bit and us actually go, oh, we're step forward. And it was just, oh, it's just nice to be, I think, as Wendover said, on the right side of one of those for a change. Because, I, I, yeah, it must be that, that West Ham away 2-0 down and win 4-2 is probably one of the one of the most recent kind of league times that we've done that, I imagine. Yeah, I was I was trying to think back, and I missed the Wolves and the West Ham, and I'm thinking back to Bolton, Gary Porter, Hattrick, oh. and Charlie were the other. A long time ago, that shows my age. But um, No, I was yeah. there too, absolutely. It convinced me and my mate that, yeah, we'll go up and watch them against West Brom, and we got gubbed 4-1 away, and then we remembered, oh yeah, we weren't really good for 70 minutes of that game, but 20 minutes was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was... Uh, a game that will stand in my memory for a long time. No, that, that was glorious. That was glorious. So, in terms of, we've seen the two ends of the spectrum between Leicester, different opposition, but again, Norwich tonight. We are in and around, I mean, Justin put up a, a thing earlier on with apparently a supercomputer. When any, when anybody calls out that they've got a supercomputer, I guess that really what they mean is they've got a computer and a spreadsheet, and they put together kind of where they think we're going to kind of finish mid Kind of, and it's going to be around mid-table, surprisingly around where we are. Where would you take, as a satisfactory progression under Val, this particular season, and where do you think we might finish up as a prediction? I mean, I think if you look at the difference between this season and especially today and the last couple of years, it's the bollocks that the, the players have shown and coming together. You go back last season, that side from last year doesn't come away with a win today. And so I think that in itself is progression in the sense that the, the team feels more together, which is going to get us out of situations like that. I think you, meant, you mentioned it on the, with Brett and with Alan that maybe the, the calibre of the player is not as good as the last couple of years, but the... The key is that we have that togetherness. And so I think that in itself is progression. In terms of where we're going to end up, I don't think we're going to be too far off from where we finished last season. Could we push for the playoffs? I think a lot depends on what we do in in January. Are we going to go down? Absolutely not. I've had this argument with with Uncle Ron offline Mm -hmm. for pretty much the whole season so far. that There are worse teams than us. I know on occasions we look bad, but... We've got far too much to go down in my mind. I think we're going to be pushing in the, the yeah, mid-table, top half of the tables come the end of the season. Super stuff. Super stuff, Rob. Like that a lot, like that. Where will you be watching, obviously, being stateside? Where and at what time will it be when we take on Hull and how will you be watching? What day are we playing Hull? Is it a Saturday, Saturday. 3 o'clock kickoff? Yep. Uh I will be recovering from a, a hangover from Friday. The yeah, hangover. So I'll be you, at home. You, the it, everybody, it's Rob's. It's Rob's hangover. He did this for us against Rotherham, 
And if you remember, we all had to go and repeat what we did against Rotherham. Rob had a hangover. He's prepared to do it again. I think a big round of applause for Rob, everyone. Excellent stuff. Sir, have a great week, rest of the week and, uh, and, and enjoy Friday night a little bit too much just so that you've done your bit and hopefully we can get something from the... Uh, I keep calling it the KCOM, but apparently it's now called the MKM Stadium. Why do they keep changing names of stadiums? I just keep one thing the same. It's just far too difficult for me. Rob, have a good one, sir. Catch you very soon. Right, let's get across to uh, Carlos, sir. You, uh, you're there. Then I'm going to come across to Chris. I'm going to come to Terry. I'm going to come to Neil. I'm going to come to Danny. I'm going to come to Dylan. And then we're going to come to Joe. Guys, do stick with us. We will see you very shortly and hear from you. Carlos, how are you doing? Very well. How are you? Oh, well, if you can't enjoy that, if you can't enjoy that moment, then... If football probably isn't the game for you. So if you can't enjoy a comeback and actually a win, then fine. Was it perfect? No, we know, but it turned and they came back. Did they show a bit of bollocks or was it just the catalyst of the goal? What did you think? Yeah, I've, well, I mean, let me put it in perspective for you. After 20 minutes, I said to the lads, let's go to the bar and let's <laughs> fuck this off. Um, in fairness, that has it, often no, been that has often been the equivalent of Rob going out and getting heavily drunk and having a hangover. Yeah. So it can yeah, be exactly. a good thing. Go on. But but we didn't. We stuck with it and we we got the goal. And I, I, I do you know what? I don't know if it was the goal that clicked us. That we just seemed to change it up a gear. Kone probably in the first 15, 20 minutes was fucking awful. Yeah. I mean the whole mid, the whole midfield was dreadful for that first period, but. Once we got that goal, yeah, we just really clicked into gear and we, we just kept going up the gears and Norwich couldn't live with us in the end. But a couple of points that I that I would make are... What points was I going to make? Well, I don't even know what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good episode since. Oh, that was it. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah, so excited. Yeah, Livermore. We're, we're, talking about, we're talking about captains and the fact that we haven't really got one in, in goal um, because of X, Y and Z. That that guy needs a captain's armband. He he deserves a captain's armband. He's dragged that team through it today, and I thought when he went off, it was a really good reception. I, there was a especially in the rookery, the fans were singing his name towards the end, which was lovely. Kiembe as well, thought superb, turned it on when he needed. But it was it was a really Watford Championship performance. I'm, I'm so glad that we turned that on on the TV and we spoke to uh, we spoke to a podcast in, in the week who, who were kind of dreading this game coming into it yeah. they, they were very yeah. much in a, in a funny old reign of form at the moment but we've after being 2-0 up that wasn't me that upset someone by the way whoever was bibbing that uh, after being 2-0 up they they really threw it away and it was oh you there Carl and that, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry yeah and they uh, they threw it away and uh, we were talking to a Norwich fan on on Vicarage Road, and he's like, how can, we, um, how can we throw a lead like that away? And I was like, welcome to Watford. We've done that time over time, especially last season. Uh, and, I, and I think the caller, I just caught uh, the end of that, the, the, the chat from America. Yep, from Rob, yep. Absolutely. We, we would never in a million years got back into that game last season. And if anything, what I saw today was a little bit of fight, a little bit of desire, a little bit of what we've all been asking for from that team to actually put a shift in and to roll their sleeves up and to get stuck in. And that's been hard to come by for a long time. And today we saw that. And against, let's not beat around the bush, against the poor Norwich side, they are, Mm -hmm. in in comparison to the team that we've met over previous seasons, they are are a poor side. Injury um, rotten as well. But 
I'm generally coming away from that game actually thinking there's a little bit something about us. Moving on to one, well, there's two two other points, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you get on. Far away. Uh, the second point was myself and Taylor were called into the club today, and I want this to go out. We were called in. We had to a, a, attend about half an hour before kickoff to speak about the steward situation, about the video that went quite viral. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were, yeah. We were both called in and spoken to about that. I'd like to that there was quite a lot discussed. I'd like to bring that up on a podcast because there was both positives and negatives in what was said. And I don't, I don't want to, you know, spout out too much because who we spoke to is quite senior mm-hmm. at the club. But I just wanted to let people know that is ongoing the stewarding situation, and and we will hope when us three get together, myself, you, and Justin, let I'd like to talk about that cool and then, third, and then third lastly last bit it's my birthday this weekend and my i, I told you guys on the uh the, the podcast that my flight got cancelled that me and my wife were supposed to be going to germany that's all gone to to cock and now i'm going to hull so myself and taylor are off to hull we've we've booked the train we've got the the tickets so i'm spending my birthday in kingston upon hull watching watford what more could a man ask for? And I'll, I'll leave it there. Terry, I'm going to try and connect you there, sir, and see if we can't get you on. Terry, sir, are you there? <laughs> yes, mate, yeah. Can hello, you hear me okay? Hello, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. It was it was going a bit funny on, on me for a moment. Anyway, Terry, I got to we got to meet today, didn't we, Terry, down the bunker with lots of lovely people. Yes, yeah, I would highly recommend the bunker to any passionate Watford fan. It's it's a very nice area to be before the game. Yeah, I really enjoyed that and it was I got to meet three lovely geezers and saw three lovely goals. So it's been a good, day, a good day, really. Did you did your lad enjoy it? Because he, he was in for a, a bit of a birthday treat to uh, to come and see it. You must have been a little bit, oh my lord, at at uh, quarter past. Yeah, we both looked at each other. He, he he's nearly thirteen. He's had thirteen years of this. I know some of us have had many more, and, and he knew that we could probably turn it round, or we might, and. Uh, yeah, he looked at me disappointedly, and vice versa. But uh, I, I was going to say, I, I, I think we obviously we we played poorly the first fifteen twenty minutes. But yeah. Norwich also their their tempo was something we couldn't handle the first fifteen minutes. They were they they weren't letting us play at all. It wasn't just a simple fact that we were poor. We we were poor, but they were also playing with such a high tempo. And I think they lost their legs very quickly, to be fair, Norwich, which played in our favour. But yeah, it was. I, lo- I, I love coming back. It's. I wouldn't say I prefer it. I'd rather win maybe 4 0, but to be 2 0 down and then to come back 3 2, there's no greater buzz than that, is there, really? Well, yeah, absolutely. When you think. Let's face it, I mean, following football is through the season, it's a roller coaster. And at the very best, it's a roller coaster during the game. I mean, Rob and I were talking there about the Bolton when we were the Bolton Wanderers four uh, three win when we were three nil down after seventy minutes and came back. When you get those, you just you just don't quite know what to do with yourself. But it was, I think, if anything, by the time we got that, it looked like we were going to go on and get a fourth. It looked really pretty comprehensive by the end, and certainly the last bits that I got uh, in just literally as I got in. And then came up and started this thing, was the hearing the uh, the, the the guys the pundits including ex Hornet Joby McInerney saying well it, there was really 
only one team going to go on to win this because there was only one team setting out to try to do it. And it was only when Norwich went 3-2 behind that they suddenly kind of had the ambition to try to, oh, crikey, we've got to do something and get into it. Yeah. But even then, yeah. we kind of managed to hold them at arm's length. And then Hamer made, made that excellent stop. I mean, granted, it was probably right at him in terms of the angle, but you still got to stop those, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we watched the the, uh, the goals on the way back. And that first goal that he let in, that sort of some of us would have thought he should have saved it. it, it I think it was a knuckleball, my son told me, which is where it moves in the air quite a lot. Still like him to get his hand on it, obviously. But yeah, that was just a thrilling nightmare. It really was. And I think, yeah, all the callers so far sort of mentioned Jake Livermore. He's certainly the bit of muscle in the middle that you need. In any football team, yeah, um, he's, Cone, the, he's the quintessential. He's the quintessential. Your name's not down here. You're not coming in, and just yeah, stops yeah, it, and yeah. then reverses it back out again. Lovely stuff. And that smash into Ashley Barnes that you mentioned earlier—that <laughs> that was just a thing of beauty. I, I explained to Jet when Ashley Barnes came on and said, "Look, this this bloke's just—he's got a bit of a reputation. If, if anyone's going to win a penalty for Norwich tonight, it'll be him. And he's a bit of a—he's a bit of a bitch to the referee and this that and the other. And then to see him." We'll get thrown around a bit like a rag doll. I thought, yeah, it's a little bit of karma for all the all the uh, shithousery he's done over the years to, to, to not just us, but many other teams. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Well, look, mate, it was lovely to see you. What what was really nice was people came in and Cole came in and we said, oh, it's Terry. And he went, Terry? And we went, chip shop Terry. And he went, ah! <laughs> it's, it's amazing how all the characters and the, and the personalities and everybody on here, when everybody finally gets to meet, it's like, well, everybody knows everybody else already it's just putting a face to a name and it was lovely to do so for yours i'm glad your lad had a, had a good time had a good time this evening are, are you long to get back or uh, are you nearly back now we've just come past late and buzzard so only sort of 10 minutes mate we're gonna get in and get our heads down a bit but yeah it was a, a real pleasure meeting you guys and again to any listeners get your uh, backsides down the bunker before the game because it's a very nice atmosphere and there's lots of Watford memorabilia on the wall that everyone should see at least once. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Right, mate. Safe journey back. Lovely to meet you both. That was great stuff. Let's see if we can get uh, Dylan in. We were trying to get him in just a minute ago and he kind of just fell out. Dylan, sir, can we hear you? Yeah, hit your mute button and you should be able to come on and talk to us, I'm hoping. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Oh, what a relief. Good old reliable (laughs) Norwich. Good old reliable Norwich to give us three points. Somebody did say on Twitter, it was something along the lines of, I'm looking forward to the first of six points that we regularly get given by Norwich. Now, <laughs> I like Norwich. I know a lot of people who are Norwich fans. I, I like to see the Pinkin, their podcast, lovely people, and it's great. But when you are 2 0 up after about 13 minutes and you chant, How shit must you be? We're winning away. It's a little bit early when you then go on to one team in yellow when your team is wearing different shades of lilac. Don't know about that. Don't know about that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah, it's, it's always a beautiful win. I mean, yeah, six points against Norwich is always a given. No, I can't say it. I've got <laughs> one of my old one of my old schoolmates was playing tonight. He's Liam Gibbs. He's one of their, their number eight. Yeah. So it's always nice to get one up on him as well. But my actual just general thoughts on the game. I mean, everyone's obviously flagged up Livermore, everyone like that. I, I can't believe people at the start of the season wrote Livermore off. <laughs> the like the I suppose experience and the class that like is really nice to support Kone and Aspria and some of these younger players getting forward. It's just so useful to have someone like that at the back with I guess 
something maybe Chowdhury lacked last season of more experience when it just comes to mm. being a battering ram, which has been such a relief. But my real take, the thing I love, and I hear mixed reviews about him all the time, yeah. is Ryovic. Yeah, over the moon of him. We've been looking for someone for so long who, yeah, whilst I whilst I agree with someone I can't who said it earlier, but he does nothing for 88 minutes of the game. Well, that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been you. Yeah, it's fine. But he does nothing for 88 minutes of the game, but it's so nice to just have someone who, when they get the ball, knows where the goal is. <laughs> that's, that's all he needs to do. He's, two, he's what, two metres away, and he knows how to actually put it away. And that is so satisfying <laughs> to have as a fan. I mean, I mean whenever we've talked about him, we, we've kind of tended to say, well, he does absolutely nothing other than score goals. But that's like saying, oh, I don't know, your oven does nothing other than cook food. I mean, it's fundamentally yeah. what it's there to do. And it does, but it, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a tumble dryer, but nor should it be. Uh, yeah, I, I think today we saw, in fairness to him, probably more link-up play from him. Still very small amounts and in very simple areas. Because actually, getting the ball delivered into you at pace, taking the your touch and killing the ball so dead when you've got a six-and-a-half-foot centre-back on your back and that ain't easy and it's something that he's going to have to kind of build into but you know yeah he gets in there where he can but again we're seeing this how effective he can be in this particular instance we're seeing out swinging crosses from the left because you're seeing Lewis or Semmer yeah but of course we don't give him that delivery from the right because we've always got an Ince or an Espria who've got the skills maybe to, to, to get a kind of a finish off. But he's kind of, I wonder what it would be like if he was getting on the end of the kind of service that, I mean, a Nigel Callahan and a John Barnes are, are the, the, <laughs> the, the, the very high watermark that we never mm. achieve. But a Paul Devlin, I don't know if you remember Paul Devlin, somebody who can deliver a, an outswinging cross from that side could be really, but he could be so much more effective than he is currently allowed to be, if that makes sense. It would be so effective. Um, but then I think the I heard some say it behind me in the stands a couple, it might have been Rotherham, but the link-up of like Lewis and Semmer, how they just overlap, and that, that's all they do. They get down that wing and they find they just look for Ryovic. They look for him and look for him and look for him. When they can't do anything, of course, they're going to do it themselves because King Ken is just a beautiful human. But the, the, that's like their role, and I think it's brilliant to have that versatility. That one side... The team's panicking of where's Ince, where's Spree going to get in here, where's Martin's going to get in here. Yeah. And on the other side, just having someone who just consistently is looking for the man in the middle. And it works so well with Ryovic. Very good, very good. I like to hear this. When we're all taking the proverbial, somebody's going to go and stand up for the uh, for the big Danish Viking. Good. <laughs> I like that. I like that very much indeed. What are your thoughts for uh, for Hull? They're doing pretty well. I think they, got a, they gave Rotherham, I think, a, a fairly good... Tonking this evening, or oh, certainly mm-hmm. was halfway through. They've obviously got that 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 little Turkish fellow too fan, and, <laughs> and yeah, will we kind of is he going to make us pay on Saturday, or do you think we might be able to come away from from East Yorkshire with something? I mean, we're sat on what is it, six wins, six draws, six losses. There's got to be some poor luck written in the stars there. Ho- well, hopefully not, but you never know. But I. God knows where Tufan was when we had him. Not the same player at all. But you've got to be hopeful. We're on a really good run. And this is the most confident I've felt about us in ages. Like when it, look, Leslie, really, you're rarely going to win a, a team when they're such a high calibre above you. But Hull, it's given the run with Southampton, with Ipswich, all these clubs we've got coming up really soon. We need to stick everything we can towards Hull because this could be our... this. 
is probably our best chance for a little while to get another win on the board, I think, when, you, when you've got Southampton in Ipswich. Very good indeed. Like that. Well, that's. We'll see what what we do, where we go, and where we end up this season. But Dylan, lovely. Thank you very much indeed for for persisting and getting back in on here. That was that's very good indeed. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.